0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu You're listening to the Qalam Podcast Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan Over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to and downloaded the Qalam Podcast Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And insha'Allah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqa jariyya please go to supportqalam.com that's support q a l a m supportqalam.com and provide your most generous support millions of people all around the world are inshallah bi'idhnillah going to benefit from all of this work and this will be your sadaqah jariya for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuhu.
1: Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his love. We ask him for the, the, the love of the actions that will gain his love. And what that means is uh, there was, a, there was a, uh, a good friend and student of mine uh, who's not here, but he, he messaged me. He's like, Shaykh, I'm trying to do tawbah for a sin. I'm truly trying to do tawbah for a sin but if I keep it real, I, 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 I like the sin. And I explained to him. I was like, you must not be go Habibi. <laughs> because that struggle that you have to hate the sin, that, that struggle that you want to hate the sin is exactly what you use to turn towards God. That is what you make dua about. Ya Allah, more than anything, I want to hate this sin. In this blessed month, Ya Allah, I ask you, I beg of you, Ya Allah, allow me to hate this sin. And as I said last week, if we ask big, Allah will give big. And so ask Allah to place in your heart a hatred, a dislike for that sin. And Inshallah, you will get over that. Um, We are in our our third session of Amthal. And for those who don't know, a mathal in the Quran is a parable. It's when Allah shows you something so that you have a deeper understanding of another reality. And throughout the Qur'an, we have looked at uh, umthal or parables that had to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about the example of a tree and how its roots have to be deep. And we talked about that. In other places in the Qur'an, Allah gives parables of, of animals, um, you know, the, the donkeys and the sound that a donkey makes so that we can think about what I want to talk about one of the most powerful ones that I have come across in the Qur'an. And it is not a parable of an inanimate object. It is not a parable of of an animal of some sort. It's a parable of of people, and which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents before us as an example, as a lesson, as someone to take lesson from. You know, like, a lot of these, like, you know, athletes, mashallah, they always got, you know, this was back in the 90s, man. Y'all know, whatever. But they used to keep their, their athlete as a poster on the wall. So if you were a baller, you had Jordan up. Why? So every day you wake up, you see what you aspire to be. But for us as believers, we aspire, we want to aspire to be like the Anbiya, to be like the righteous people. That's, what, that's, who our, that's who's on our wall. That's what we're striving for. And so, in this verse that I'm going to go over, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala places before us four women, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says in Surah Tahrim, <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the first two. Allah says, I present to you, I give to you an example of two women. These are two women that actually lived. But there's a lot we can learn and and, and gain from their lives. Two women, one of them, the wife of Noah and the wife of Lot. Both of these women were tahta abadaini min ibadina salihani. They lived right under the same roof of two of the most righteous servants of God. I mean, they were right there at the, right at the light of, of Nubuwa. They were as close as you get to a prophet. But what does the Quran tell us? And this is the point we need to reflect upon. What does the Quran say? That proximity to a righteous person did not benefit them at all. Today I wanna talk about something really deep. We have to realize that not your environment, but you are what you choose to be. You are what you desire and what you ascribe or, or try to reach out to be. And so my question that I have for myself and everyone is, who are you going to be? Are you going to be someone that lets your environment dictate who you are or are you going to be someone that despite what the environment is you're able to reach your truest best self who Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be About these two women Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that they were as close as it gets but it didn't benefit at all Now the the Quran moves on in the next verses in the very next verses, Allah gives us another example. Another example. And I want, before I go to the next example, we got to realize something. We can look at this, these two people from the example of them themselves, or we can look at them from the example of the prophets that were so close to them. This is a tough pill for us to swallow, and I'm someone that had to swallow it first. You can't guide people to this deen, yo. Some of the people you love the most May not be able to take it. They may not be people that accept it. And the Prophet ﷺ himself had to be told, Inna tahdi man ahbabta. O oh Muhammad, listen up. You can't guide who you love. You can't guide who you love. And I know that's hard for us. I know that's hard. I know that's hard for me. With my own family members that have not said, La ilaha illallah yet. But the point and something I read beautiful. About this is if you're guided You're good You're good and you won't be harmed by the one that's misguided and if you're misguided good people around you won't do anything for you. I Want to move on because the Quran gives us two more examples The Quran then says Here's where it gets real Here's where I ask us all to take accountability and responsibility for your spiritual maturation. It's time that we all stop blaming our parents, our environment, our bosses, our brothers, our sisters for our lack of being able to do what we need to do for Allah. Because in the verse I'm about to read, Allah has said, I have a poster for you to put up on your wall. I have a poster for you to wake up every day and her name is Asia. (inaudible) alayhi salatu wasalam, Asia, Fir'aun, the wife of Pharaoh. The wife of Pharaoh. The wife of Pharaoh, if you don't know, was a believing woman. The narration says that she was combing the hair of one of the children in the house of Pharaoh. And something happened and she, she swore by God. And the child heard and the child said, wait, you have a God other than Pharaoh? And she, without any shame, said, of course. My God and your God is Allah, the creator of everything. And there's no God other than that. Well, word slowly got to Pharaoh. And when Pharaoh found out, when Pharaoh found out that his own wife was, was, was a Muslim, that, that he didn't, she wasn't following his way, He called a council together, and he said, "Uh, have you heard about my wife? She believes in a God other than me. Everyone expresses awe. How could that be? And he says, well, let's, let's test her. Ibn Kathir says that Pharaoh brought one of her sons or daughters, and in front of everyone, he said, if you don't believe in me, I will take the life of this son of yours, ruthless man. And she said, nothing at all. She stayed quiet, continued to hold on. And he took the life of that child right in front of her. He let time pass so that would sit in, so that pain of loss would would, would sit there. And he called her again in front of everyone. He called her in, in front of everyone. And he said to her again, There's another son of yours that I'm going to take his life like the previous one if you don't give up this way that you're living. If you don't give up this way you're living. She stayed quiet in the face of tribulation. And that son too was killed in front of her eyes. Ibn Kathir then said, he went all the way. He had her crucified. He had her hanging there. He would, he would hang them up by the hands, just like we picture a crucifixion. And he would have her sitting in the sun. And one day, she's going through this difficulty. He's pushing to the brink of her life. And all of a sudden, she makes this dua. She makes this dua. Oh Allah, give me a house near you in Jannah. Ibn Kathir says, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted veils of time, space, so that she could see her house in Jannah. And while she's in that punishment, she began to smile. And, and, and the narration says that Pharaoh looked at everyone and said, look how crazy she is. Look what she's doing. She's smiling while she's going to, through this. And he takes her life. Why did Allah give us this example? A lot of people in hell are blaming one another for being there, yo. A lot of people in hell have the biggest satanic quality that they can't own up for their own way of life. When, sh- when Shaitan made his mistake, he said, Fabima teni, because you, God, you misled me. He can't own up to his own spiritual responsibility. The reason I'm saying this is we have this beautiful example of a woman who, in, the, in spite of being so close to, to, to this zalim leader, this zalim man, this oppressive man, she was able to overcome all of that and not be defined by her environment. Brothers and sisters, this is an example for us to reflect Who's on your wall? Who are you looking up to be like? And for me, what this told me is, it's not about who I'm around. It's about what I decide to make myself to be. So the, the, the Quran continues. And, and we're given this example. She says, She says, oh Allah, all I ask for is a house with you in paradise. And get me away from this man. Get me away from this man and anything that has to do with him. One of the things that we spoke about in our Know Thy Enemy series and our Journey series is that the Quran gives us this deep look inside of the conversations of the Akhirah. What will people be saying when they enter Jannah? And what will people be saying in Hellfire? Do you know what people of Jannah are saying when they're going into Jannah? Alhamdulillah,. <laughs> they will be saying, "Glory be to Allah who guided us to this." So they see their success as a, something that God blessed them with. And what is the com- conversation of the people in Hellfire? pointing fingers at one another. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. All day you were plotting on me. No, it was you that was already messed up. In this Ramadan, in these blessed nights, look inside your heart and, and, and stop blaming others for where you're at. I know it's tough because we've dealt with so many pharaohs in our life. How many pharaohs have you had to deal with? If we had to raise our hands, I'm sure 90% would say I had a pharaoh for sure. But my question is, if you had a pharaoh, will you be the Asya? If you had the pharaoh, will you be the Asya? And if you have righteous environments, will you be the wife of Noah? Will you be the wife of Lot? Will you be the son of Noah? Will you be the father of Abraham. Your environment does not make you. You have to make a decision that you will become who you want to be. You know, I had this concept, right? And I wrote about it recently that we're made out of clay. We're made out of clay. And what that tells us is that people we interact with shape us. They shape us. But reading this, reading this verse, reading about Asya, I realize that my clay hands have to form myself on the way up. I have to decide who I'm going to be, where my place in Jannah will be. This is a beautiful example for us, for us to reflect on. It's a beautiful example for us, but it's not done. There's four women. The wife, of Pharaoh, the wife of Noah, the wife of Lot. Both of them didn't matter how close you are to righteous. If you don't choose to be righteous, it's not gonna benefit you. When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi began to give the message, he stood on the top of the mountain and he said to Fatima, he said, oh Fatima, guess what? I love you, but I can't benefit you on the day of judgment. Don't matter how righteous your dad is. Big shake, granddad too, don't matter. The Prophet Sallallahu he said to his own daughter, I can't benefit you. You have to come with your own good deeds on the day of judgment. When will we take ownership for our own righteousness? But it's not done. We have another example of a strong woman who, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? I already know the brother's going to be like, oh, he's just saying this because, you know. I already know y'all about to label me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Isn't it amazing that Allah gave us the example of a woman who was supposed, who was able to overcome her circumstances? Isn't that something for us to reflect on as men? How many of us are are, are so controlled by our environments? I can't because of this. I can't because of the boss. I can't because of my mom. I can't because. Allah gives you the example of two women who overcame their environments to reach what God wanted them to become. Who is the second woman? It's Maryam. Maryam, alayhi salatu wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about her. wa ahsanat farjaha. And the example of Maryam, she was in a, a, a rough society, a, a irreligious society, but she stayed chaste. She stayed pure. I already told, I was talking to Haytham about this. Purity in the time of fitna is the biggest way to the friendship of God. Purity in the time of fitna, to stay chaste, to keep your eyes pure, to keep your, your, your chastity good in the time of fitna. I already said this. If you c- correct your gaze and if you protect your chastity, and this time, you owe a of Allah, yo. To Hajjit, fasting every other day, nah, yo. Our time, correct your gaze, that's it, you owe friend of God. You're a friend of God. And Maryam, who lived in a wicked time, a wicked time. What did she do? She protected her chastity. She protected her honor. I'm a Muslim. We don't roll like that. Excuse me. Back up. I need space. Excuse me. I saw a was trying to come in. Right. It was a sister trying to leave. And she was legit like, yo, y'all got to move. For real, she was on her, She's like, yo. And I was like, yo, hold up. Stop. Move. Let the sister go through. Everybody's like, oh, my bad. She's like, no, nah, it's beautiful. That's the akhlaq of a, of a Muslim, man. It's beautiful. So she was, she, 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 her difficulty is that she's given a child without a father. And the blame started coming. Where'd you get this from? Oh, what you been up to? Oh, you've been shady. You've been acting pious, and now you come with a kid? And you know what's funny? Allah tells her, don't even say anything. Don't even respond to foolishness. When you're on the path that God wants you to be on, you don't got to respond to every naysayer, okay? When your cousins start asking you, why are you rocking hijab all of a sudden? Ain't got to say nothing. It's Ramadan. (laughs) they like, yo, Ramadan was 10 days. we are like, yeah, I'm still feeling it, though. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. You don't got to respond. We don't got to respond to them. Maryam, alayhi salatu was was taught when you are on God's path, you got to keep going, you got to keep moving, and Allah will let people realize down the road who you were. Maybe you already passed and you already there. They'll realize who you are. So Maryam, alati ahsanat farjaha, she believed in the word of her God, of her Lord. She was amongst the righteous women. But her fitna was, was staying chaste, staying righteous in a, in a profligate, like irreligious time. And I'm telling you, that's our jihad today. When uh, everyone wants us to show everything and everyone wants us to look at everything the believer must stay on guard, y'all. We must be the Maryams of today. On your wall, when other people got people whose names I won't even say in these blessed months, as the people they follow, we follow Anbiya. We follow Maryam, we follow Asya. And they are the ones on our wall that we want to emulate and be like. So the parable here is easy. Sometimes you could be right under the lamp and there's darkness. Sometimes you could be right under the candle and in the darkest spot. The son of Noah, the wife of Noah. And sometimes if you choose not to make excuses, I'm telling you, your excuse is legit. We all got them. We all got them. But you know who could have gave the best excuse on the day of judgment? Maryam. Uh, Asia. she could have gave the best excuse Ya Allah you put me right there what, what was I supposed to do what was I supposed to do you know what the Quran says you're supposed to do isn't the earth vast why you got to stay where you at why you there why you live in there you ain't got to live in that spot live what would be most conducive to your faith But in the case that you can't move, you can't get out of the situation, guess what? We still have an example for you. She she stuck through that tough situation, kept her faith in God, prayed to Allah. She left the world smiling, looking at her jannah, but everyone looking at her on the ground thought she was a crazy woman. We have an example in her brothers and sisters. The next thing I want to reflect on is One more amthal from the sunnah of the Prophet. We are in the middle 10 days of this blessed month. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling it this month, yo. It's a little different. You're feeling it. You got it, yo. This is the time for seeking tawbah from Allah. What does tawbah mean, yo? It means to go back home. It means to go back. It means to go back. Have y'all heard the story? Story of the uh, what's this called, man? Y'all don't know it because y'all ain't from the Christian tradition. Y'all don't know about this stuff. <laughs> y'all know about the uh, prodigal son? Let me drop it on you real quick. There's a father, right? He has multiple sons. Abbas, you know this one? I got you. It's <laughs> a father, he's got multiple sons. And they all come of age. So he drops on each one of them their share of the inheritance. And he says, do what you gotta do. They all start to part, you know. Three of them, if my memory serves me correct. I know somebody Googling it already. <laughs> Two of them they stay close to home. They invest the money. They multiply it right in the presence of their father. They're there. They're contributing back. They're the good ones. They're the aces. They're the, you know, got the scholarship to Ivy League. They did good. They're right next to dad, too. Invested the money, doing very well. But there's one boy. He took that money and dipped. And the narrations say that he spent it on everything a young man would spend money on if you gave it to him, if you get my drift. And after some years when he's broke and has nothing, he arrives back on the doorstep of his father. Tattered clothes, disheveled, looks like a, someone that has nothing. Now, I want you to stop for a moment before you start to judge him. And I want you to change your perspective. I'm going to pause the story. And I'm going to tell you another hadith and come back to this story. Are you ready? The Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi he said, and this is a beautiful amthaat. Um, it is a beautiful example for us. The Prophet, he said, afrah abd. Allah is more happy, more elated. Uh, Nothing brings more joy to Allah's heart than this. Like a man. There's a man who's traveling. He's got his camel and he's got everything on his camel. Picture it. In the blazing heat of the sun, his water's with the camel. Everything he needs is with the camel. And he travels and he sees a tree so he sits next to the tree, and he rests for a little bit. And when he wakes up, when he wakes up, his camel is gone. He looks right, he looks left, he looks all around. Nowhere to be found is this means of sustenance and well-being. He's done. The prophet says that this man says, my life is over. It's over. I'm, I'm done. What will I do in a desert? I'll, I, I, why walk? I'll just sit here and die under the tree. So he sits back under the tree with a surety that he's dead. It's closed for a minute. Maybe he dozes off. And when he opens up his eyes, أموت, The man says, let me sleep. I'll, I, I'll die. He wakes up, he looks up, and lo and behold, before his eyes, his very camel strode its way back to him, put water and everything on it. When this man, he sees his food, his means of travel, his water, his everything, his life is given. This is what Toba is. It is getting back your life. It is taking this moment and putting tomorrow gone. And tonight, I say goodbye. Tomorrow, I wake up a new person. This man wakes up and he sees this camel. And the Prophet says that he's so happy that he says, says out of his extreme happiness, Allahumma anta rabbi wa ana rabbuk. He goes, Oh Allah. You're my servant, and I'm your master. Oh, my God, what did I just say? I mean, every now and then. He's so happy that he doesn't even know what he's saying. Think of this example. Now, come back to the first example I gave. Now, you're thinking as one of the good boy's siblings, Dad, why are you bringing him back in? We were good all this time. Stop thinking from your perspective. Think from the perspective of the prodigal son. Do you know what the dad does when the prodigal son comes back? Oh, man, he hugs him. He brings him in. He he treats him like he was the best of them all. He's elated to have him back home. Every one of us in this room thinks that our sins are so horrible that no one is like us. Do you think that about yourself? You ain't got a nod, just think it in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just wants you to come home with your tattered clothes, with your broke bank account that you have squandered, with all the blessings he's given you. He just wants you to come home. Just come home. It's not hard. You could do it right now. You could put your head down, close your eyes. No one knows. You're in the back in the corner over there. No one sees you in your heart right now. You just say these words. You say, I'm sorry, ya Allah. I know what I did is, but I don't have anywhere else to go. Don't look at me, say it. Where else can I go if I can't come back to you? Please forgive me and give me another chance. Now look up. You just spoke Allah's love language. He loves you for that right there. Not for the arrogant one that says I'm all good. He loves just the way the father loves the broken son that finally came home. Sus, us, guys. That's me and you. That's everybody in this room right now. And guess what? This is the month for it. These are the nights for it. This is the best time to do it. The middle 10 days of Ramadan are the time for Toba and Maghfirah. Don't let your nafs tell you that you'll do the sin after Ramadan. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, we will come back home just the way that son came back home to his father. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this very same surah that he gave us this example, this parable of these, four, um, these two amazing women and two women who didn't benefit from their circumstances, Allah says these words, and I'm going to end with this. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha O you who believe return back to God with a pure repentance Asa rabbukum an yukaffira ankum sayyi'atikum So that Allah could forgive everything you did before Wa yudkhilukum jannatan tajri min tahtiha al-anhār and he will enter you into paradise. Yes, me and you, broken sons that wasted all of Pop's money, all of his bounties, wasted it, come back home. So may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala allow us all to number one from the stories of Maryam and Asya to not by our circumstances, but be people that will make ourselves who we need to be. May Allah make us people that rise up despite the, the hard circumstances. Let me say something, yo. Asya had the help of Allah. Asya had the help of Allah. The help of Allah was that she remained connected through the test and she never lost that connection. Connection with God doesn't mean life is going to be easy, connection with God means that He'll be with you on the way. Hold up, y'all ain't hear me. Yo, Abbas, they ain't feeling me, yo. Hold up. Let me say that again. Protection from God doesn't mean life is going to be easy. That's not what he said he's going to. And he didn't promise nobody an easy life. But let me tell you what he did promise. Listen closely. It's not going to be easy, but I will be with you every step of the way. Look at what Moses said in today's Sarawi. They get to the, to, the, to the Red Sea. There's an enemy behind chasing them. Their life is in danger. You talk about anxiety? That's anxiety. And they say, Inna la mudra kun, We are done, O Moses. And Moses, he knows. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. He says, Kella. No, no way. Removing toxicity from around his environment. No. Uh, I'm not hearing that. Inna Rabbi inna Rabbi He says, no, my Lord is with me. He will walk with me on this way. It's not going to be easy, but he'll be with you. Isn't that all? We, that's what we wanted? That's all we want. All the shabab not married, they're like, yo, you marry me. ain't going to be easy, but I'm going to be with you. That's why I told wife. I was like, yo, you're going to be with me. I'm going to be a shake. We ain't making all that money or nothing, but it's going to be a little, you know, we're going to be middle-ish, you know what I mean? It ain't going to be easy, but I'm going to be with you all the way. And alhamdulillah, I was blessed with the best one. Alhamdulillah. 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 No, for real, man, like. It's, it's, it's just about knowing Allah. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? What's crazy is that Moses said to his people, in the my Lord is with me. But what did our Prophet say in the cave? In Allah Ma'ana. Allah is with us. In that very same moment, enemy above his head, Abu Bakr by his side, he's like, Habibi, I told you it wouldn't be easy, but guess what? Allah's with us. Allah's with us. So have Asya on your wall, have Maryam on your wall, have these illustrious people on your wall. These are who we strive to be like. And ask yourself every day, am I living up to that? Am I being like that? Or am I like, unfortunately, the son of Noah, or the wife of Noah, who was in the midst of so much goodness, but failed to benefit from that environment? I thank you all for giving me a portion of your night. We ask Allah to forgive our sins. Let's make a du'a. Allahumma, <laughs> Allahumma, lakal alhamdu kullu wa shukru kullu. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive our sins, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for all of our small and major sins, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen Ya Allah, you have showered so many blessings upon us, Ya Allah But in spite of that, we disobeyed you, Ya Allah Ya Allah, we return back home to you in this blessed night, Ya Allah Ya Allah, we are here in in your house, Ya Allah, worshipping you, begging you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We're here for one reason, we are seeking your mercy, Ya Allah, and we raise our hands to you and we beg of you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Please forgive our sins, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, take the love of disobedience and sin out of our heart and place in our hearts a love for goodness, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, we ask you to place us in circumstances that will bring goodness out of us. But when we are in difficult circumstances, Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to let us persevere and give us patience, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you to bless our families, Ya Allah. Have mercy upon our parents, our fathers, and our mothers who did so much for us, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Have mercy upon them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, have mercy upon them and, 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 and put barakah in their lives, Ya Allah, Ya Arhamur Ya Allah we ask you ya Allah to forgive our sins allow us to completely get the goodness of this month ya arhamar rahimin ya Allah we ask you ya Allah put barakah in everything that we know put barakah in our and na- our in our nights of ramadan accept us ya arhamar rahimin and forgive us ya arhamar rahimin subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun alal mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. All right, before you guys get up, uh, we just got some protocol on how to leave, inshallah.
0: Assalamu alaikum. <clears throat> if we could have only the sisters exiting from these two exits over here, and the brothers also, if we could have everyone from the pathways, please uh, get, aw- get up from the pathways. Do not uh, go under the ropes, go around the ropes and out from the back. As well as this side, please go around the rope, don't go under or cut anything. All right, that does not go <laughs> And then also, the brothers in the Musalla, you can leave from the, on the right side of the Musalla. Jazakallah khair.